I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work, and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming. And I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life, and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stepping Up. It is another segment of my 2024 Reset Roadmap, and I hope you have loved it just as much as I have. I've absolutely loved seeing you guys all take part in this And just being able to break it down for you because, you know, life doesn't need to be complicated. Today, we're going to be talking about the 12 ways to declutter your mental and physical space for 2024. Now, there's a lot more that goes into this than you realize. And I know a lot of us deal with so much clutter on a day-to-day basis. It really does take over our lives and we can try so, so hard to keep on top of it, but it just keeps going and going and going. But there's a lot more types of clutter than you realize. And that is why a lot of us feel like we're carrying so much baggage. But before I get into it, bit of a life update. It's the end of school holidays. Thank the Lord. (laughs) No, look, I, I love being able to just chill with my children. But as you guys know, I'm really trying to revamp my routine and have more balance with work and just life in general. It is a juggle, but we have had some good times. But I will say this. I don't know what it is, but I feel like my children have been possessed by something, like send me a priest or some shit, you know? (laughs) And I know so many of you guys are feeling this way. Everyone, they just get bored at the end of it. You know, there's only so many times you can take them to the beach or bowling. Mate, do you know how many times we've been bowling? Honestly, I didn't know we were a bowling kind of family, but we've been going so many times. And one of the most awkward things I feel like in the human experience is, you know, when you go to bowl, so you walk up to your lane and you bowl. And then if you do like a decent job or even not a very good job, like when you turn around and then walk back to where everyone else is, it's just so, so fucking awkward because everyone's staring at you and you don't know what face to make. It's like, you know, when you see someone in this, in like the supermarket that you know from school or something, and then you're like, see you later, like lovely to chat to you. And then you both walk the exact same direction. It's like that. It's just one of those really awkward moments of being a human. First word problems. Speaking of kids, do you know what Harper said to me the other day? She's seven, going on 16. I was doing my makeup in the bathroom and she goes to me, mom, you need to blend more. I'm like, how do you even know this? How do you even know the word blend? Like when I was her age, I was obsessed with Harry Potter. I feel like until I was like in year 10, 
we do have rules in place with the kids and the iPads and things like that, but they just know so much more these days. Like how is it fair that they don't get to go through that really awkward phase? Like, you know, we had that Maybelline mousse makeup that used to just slide off our face. We had no eyebrows. We used to put concealer on our lips and we looked bloody dreadful. And kids these days, they're like 12, but they look like they're 20 and they have full glam makeup. Like they're basically all makeup artists. I'm like, do your time. Do your time and look awkward. All right. It's not fair. But anyways, as you guys know, I've been out of my moon boot for a little while and I have been having so many questions. Everyone's asking, when are you going to organize the unit? We want to see this unit organization. And I promise it is coming. It is coming. As you guys know, Ryan and I went off the grid for a week and it was so needed and it was absolutely incredible. And yeah, maybe Ryan and I can hop on a podcast and go more in depth in that if you guys want that. But yeah, it was just, it was so, so needed. And now I'm back. I'm into my new routine that I've created from the 2024 Reset Roadmap. And I'm just ready to take on the year. And it's the year to heal and just make space for ourselves. Now, before I get into it, your stepping stone for this week is to go to that one space in your house that you've been wanting to declutter and sort out for so, so long. Like it's the bane of your existence. It could be a cupboard. It could be the junk drawer. It could be just like part of the garage. It doesn't have to be big, just a small area of your home. And I want you to set a timer for even half an hour and I want you to tackle it. Because, you know, the more we put it off, we really do make a mountain out of an anthill with these tasks that we put off. And it's just because they're boring. Like we're humans. Like we want dopamine. We want things that are fun. Like this is not fun. So that is your stepping stone for the week. And please tag your before and afters. I love to see that. I am going to be running more challenges throughout this year. Like if you guys have been following me on Instagram for a while now, you would know that I always used to run like declutter challenges because they're in my planner, which I'll be getting into later in this episode. And it's just so much fun. And I love seeing people's before and afters. So let me know if you'd like to get involved in a challenge and we can decide what it can be together. Now, the reason why I wanted to record this episode on how to declutter your mental and physical space is because I feel like people just don't know a whole lot about the four different types of clutter. And there's so many ways that the buildup of this clutter can manifest in your everyday life. It can really affect our physical health. It affects our daily life. And it really, really affects our mental health. And we're not doing that this year. So if you're somebody who feels like your life is running you, you're not running your life, this is the episode for you. Did you know there is four different types of clutter and they are all as equally as important as each other? I want to be talking in this episode about how it adds to the overwhelm of your life, but also your mental and physical health. This episode is your clear step-by-step guide that you need if you feel like you're just existing in utter chaos and you just don't know where to start. I'll be taking you through the three steps to take to declutter all four types. And for many of you, this episode is going to be a light bulb moment as to why you're feeling heavier mentally and emotionally. There's mental, physical, emotional, and digital. And of course, there's going to be so much stepping tips, your physical decluttering hacks and guides that you need and a life-changing activity I do when all the things just feel too much and too bloody overwhelming and it will change your life. Especially if you're a girl like me whose brain is just so bloody busy and you just feel like you need to do everything at one time. So let's start with your mental clutter. Now, mental clutter is the excess of thoughts, tasks, and ideas that crowd our mind and just prevent us from thinking clearly and being able to focus and be present, which is a huge, huge one. You know those times where your brain's just in overdrive and you can be, you know, sitting there or in an experience with other people, but your brain's somewhere completely different. Mental clutter can take all your energy and cause feelings of overwhelm and anxiety. 
And it's also referred to as the mental load that we carry, which is very, very heavy. I know, especially among mothers as well. Now, emotional clutter is the ongoing negative thoughts that we have about ourselves, our lives, about others. It's the narratives that we tell ourselves every single day. It can be from our childhood, past traumas, relationships, and situations that have shaped our thoughts. So I know many of us have certain thoughts about ourselves, certain narratives or stories we tell ourselves. You guys have heard me say this in old episodes where I always said, I'm not a runner or I'm not good at finances and things like that. And that was just because I told myself that. So you're going to believe it. So we're going to be going through that. The next type is the most familiar one is physical clutter, which means the excess of items and disorder that we accumulate in our homes, our physical spaces like offices and cars, even our handbags. I don't know about you, but if I look in my handbag and it's a shit show, it just makes me anxious straight away. I don't know why, it just does. Actually, I do know why because the science backs it up. This type of clutter has a massive effect on our mental and physical health. And I have covered all this in episode three, which is three steps to go from chaos to clarity in your home. Highly, highly recommend listening to that episode. And last but not least is digital clutter. Now, this is a whole new type of clutter that has come with modern times. We have so many devices. We have laptops, we have phones, we have so many different things. We have iPads and they're inundated with unwanted emails, documents, apps, a million screenshots of cat memes from 2015 and a ton of images where you look like shit. All those dodgy ones that your husband took of you that makes you somehow look like Hagrid that you never want to see again. There is just so much clutter on our social media, from accounts we don't want to follow anymore, that actually takes up so much of our mental and daily space. So we need to deal with that. All right. So first up, we're going to be talking about decluttering your mental space. So as I mentioned before, mental clutter is personally a huge one for me. So if you're someone who you're constantly feeling distracted, overwhelmed, or like you can't focus, like you're always in your head, do you have a million thoughts racing around your mind at all times? Do you find yourself overwhelmed trying to remember all the things? Do you feel like you're physically there, but mentally you're not? Now, I know so many of those points many of you are going to resonate with. Even if you don't resonate with all of them, we all carry some level of mental clutter. When you're mentally drained, you feel, you know, brain foggy. You feel like every task takes twice as much effort and energy to complete. And it really is like pulling teeth. Like I said, it's some tasks, it's just so hard to start that you just freeze. It's usually one or more of these three reasons. So number one is not planning or prioritizing tasks. Number two is lack of mental rest. Yes, there's a type of mental rest. And number three, the high expectations that we hold over ourselves. These all contribute to the mental clutter in our head. Now that you know what mental clutter is, how it can happen, how it can accumulate, we're going to dust out the cobwebs and here are the three steps to declutter your mental space. Now, number one is a brain dump activity. Now, this is something that I do in these moments of complete overwhelm. I like to do this at the start of the month. And this is very different than the way you probably think it is. So just hang in there with me because I do these steps differently than pretty much everyone else. So this step links with those who aren't planning and prioritizing. When you're not writing things down and planning, you are then trying to remember everything and anything. Your brain is amazing, but that is a lot to carry and it adds up to, again, what we call the mental load. This is one of the main reasons people struggle to be present. And this is what I do when I'm super overwhelmed with all the things and I just feel like I'm just absolutely crippled with the anxiety of the load. 
So I do a very specific type of brain dump. You guys know what brain dumps are. I've talked about them before. They're in my planners. But this is a really specific way to do it that's really, really going to lighten up that mental load. So what I want you to do, step one, is grab a piece of paper and a pen. And yes, I want you to actually physically write this down. Because as you guys know, there's so much science behind physically writing it down you're way more likely to remember and achieve what you write down, but it's also very therapeutic for this exercise, especially because you're releasing it all. So you need to physically write it down. So grab your SPP notebook and your SPP pen, which I promise will be back in stock soon. All right. So now you've got that. Now I want you to sit down and I want you to dump everything that you have to do or remember onto a piece of paper, like everything. It doesn't matter if it's messy. It doesn't have to be in categories. So I want you to just dump everything. It could be appointments, tasks, things coming up, anything. Just dump it all out. Now that you've done that, I want you to grab two highlighters. We're going to have one color for tasks and one color for events and appointments. Now I want you to highlight tasks with that one color and appointments with the other color. So now you've got two categories, tasks and appointments slash events. Now, with the tasks, I want you to number them. I want you to number them from most important to least important. So like 1 to 10, 1 to 20, whatever you've written down, just number one being the most important and then work your way down. And also with this, if it's like work-related as well, putting due dates next to them can really help you see when things are due so then you actually know what's important. Because when you are in a really flustered state or in a state of overwhelm, again, it's hard to think clearly. It's hard to know, oh, what is actually important? Like, what do I really need to do now? Now that you've numbered your tasks, I want you to reality check them. I want you to go through every single task that you have written down and numbered and ask yourself these questions. Do I have to do these or can I A, delegate? or B, delete. So is there a task? Like, Is there a task that your partner could do? Or is there a task that someone in your work could do? Is there a task that you could allocate to somebody else? Anything. And I want you to actually write down next to it if it's delegated. And if it's something you just like, I don't actually need to do that. That's just the expectation I have on myself. If there's a task in there that you're just putting the pressure on yourself, I want you to delete it. So put a line through it, get rid of it. All right. So now that you've got your numbered tasks and you've got your events, I want you to grab your planner. And if you haven't used a planner yet, please just use a planner. If you want to lighten the mental load, it is so important to be planning because that's what got you here in the first place. And again, planning is a habit that you will get used to. Do it in the mornings. I do it in the evenings. Like just delegate times each day because honestly, once you've gotten into the habit, you will not understand how you lived without a planner. And for me, as you guys know, it changed my life. I have a very chaotic mind. I have ADHD and this is why I made my planners because I need them, like I actually need them. All right, so now that you've got your planner, I want you to allocate a day or time to do the most important task first and work your way down. When you're doing this, I do not want you to be doing more than three tasks a day. That is it. Especially if you're in a really big state of overwhelm, if you have the capacity, do one to two tasks a day and work your way down. So now you've got your tasks written out in your planner. Now I want you to grab your list of events or appointments and I want you to write these into your planner or calendar and then also set a reminder or an alarm on your phone for each of them. For me, I like to set it in the morning and then half an hour before my appointment or event. So now that you've dumped your mental load out, you've categorized it and you've planned it into your life, 
you will feel so much lighter. You'll feel like a huge weight's been lifted. And this is something you need to integrate into your routine. For me, I love doing monthly brain dumps. As you guys know, they're in my planners. So everyone's got four different categories of their life. I do SPP, I do podcast, I do YouTube, and then I do like kids and family, or it can be health one month. It just depends on what areas of my life I'm really focusing on. But everyone will usually have four different areas. So it could be home, health, kids, work, things like that. And then you're going to brain dump those tasks for that month in there. And then you can do this exercise. You can number them and then schedule them into your planner. All right. So the second step to clearing out your mental clutter is allocating mental rest into your routine. There's actually seven types of rest. And I've actually covered this in episode 14, which again, you should have listened to because this is all part of that 2024 reset. So there's physical mental, emotional, social, sensory, creative, and spiritual. Now, mental rest means taking a break from the constant mental stimulation that we face every day. We live in a world that's always switched on, and it can be so, so challenging to unplug and give your brain a break, especially when we're so used to that stimulation 24-7. And this, again, we see this in our kids. You know, when you give your kid the iPad or they have too much, like they go to a birthday party and they're just absolutely scattered, It's because they have so much mental clutter from that and they need mental rest. We are basically like giant children. (laughs) Now, here are some examples of mental rest. Things like turning off your phone, avoiding social media, practicing meditation and mindfulness, which I'm going to get into soon, taking regular breaks at work. And then also another one is keeping your notepad by your bed to jot things down. If you're anything like me, I always come up with these random ideas or things I remember late at night. And the worst thing you can do at that time is go on your phone because that's going to wake you up and then you're not going to be able to sleep. And you guys know I did a whole episode on phones, but please don't go on your phone at that time. Have your notepad and write it down there. And when we do these things, we give our brains time to recharge and process the information, process the day, and that's going to help us stay focused, productive, and alert. If we don't schedule in rest into our routines, you won't take rest. We know this. Like, it's a fact. If you do not schedule in these goals, they will not happen. And I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. A plan is nothing. Planning is everything. So I really want you to do this. Now, I know as a parent, or even just in this day and age, it's hard to find time for this stuff. But just remember, it doesn't have to be a whole day. It can literally be half an hour in the morning, half an hour in the evening or something like that. I really want you to be conscious, especially of your phone use with this, because that mental stimulation is very heavy from there. All right. Step three is practice mindfulness activities. And this is also going to relate to the emotional decluttering a little bit as well. Well, it will. But practicing mindfulness is a way, again, of mental rest. As someone who really struggles to switch off, I need to do hobbies and things that keep me focused, but it's giving me a break at the same time. So things like craft or coloring in or reading my fiction books, like fiction books for me are just everything. As a kid, I loved reading. I love, love, loved it. It really helped me escape, you know, what was around me at that time. And then I kind of stopped reading fiction as an adult and I kept reading self-help books. But the problem I find with reading self-help books at night is, again, you're not giving your brain a mental break. Then you're laying in bed thinking, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. I need to be doing better at this. So if you're reading fiction at night, you're in a whole other world and you're having a whole break. It's like watching TV or something, but it's just on a whole other level. And the same with coloring in. You're focusing on one task. And these are actually mindfulness practices because mindfulness literally involves being present in the moment and blocking out judgmental thoughts. 
And it's really important to get out of your head and give it a rest. So things like journaling as well, like just honestly, really give this a go. All right, moving on. Three ways to declutter your emotional state. You know, we all have emotional clutter to some extent, some heavier than others. It really does come down, as I said, to our past experiences, the beliefs we hold about ourselves, the narratives we tell ourselves, the ongoing negative thoughts that we have. And it depends on one person to the next on how much work someone needs to do to ease the emotional clutter that they hold. To simplify this, it's basically the negative shit that you think about yourself, others in the world. And I found this came in quite heavily when I became a parent. Because when you think about it, when you're a parent, you have to very heavily filter, you know, the anger you might feel, the frustration you feel when your kids aren't listening. You have to filter that for your children. And that kind of stays in there. And then that builds up over time. And you kind of feel like you're a pressure cooker about to burst. And as a parent, it is so hard to regulate your emotions because you're in it. Especially, you know, like, I know the feeling, it can feel like Groundhog Day, you know, the kids are screaming, they're just not listening, could be going through your own shit at that time and you're just trying to keep your head above water. And this is how so many of us, not only just parents, like this turns into burnout, it turns into exhaustion and it turns into an abundance of mental health issues. And it's because we're not clearing out that emotional clutter that is just building up, building up, building up every single day. And then you mix that in with your past trauma and past beliefs and you're you're in a bloody pressure cooker. Now, for me, if I'm not practicing these steps, I'm about to tell you, I feel a huge shift straight away in my mental health, my mood, my patience, just like my outlook on life. I become a lot more negative quite fast. So steps to culling your emotional clutter is also known as doing the work. I'm sure you guys have heard that if you've read a bit of self-help. So this is some ways that you can start doing the work to clear your clutter out. Step number one is having awareness of our self-talk and narratives. So I want you to go through, you know, the rest of your day today, and I want you to be really aware of how you're speaking to yourself because it can be pretty bad. I know me personally, I'm the biggest asshole to myself. I call myself an idiot all the time. I tell myself I'm stupid. I have a lot of beliefs that I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy, that I don't deserve things. And that is all stemmed from my childhood. It doesn't all have to come from, you know, your past childhood or trauma. It can just be something that builds up over time. So I want you to be really aware of how you're talking to yourself. And I want you to pull yourself up on it because there's so much science in this. The things you say to yourself, you will actually believe. What you need to understand is these are thoughts. Just because you're thinking it doesn't mean it's true. You could sit there and think, I'm an apple, but you're not a bloody apple, mate. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? You need to really separate your thoughts from reality. And this next step is going to help you do that. And also just speaking of that quickly, there is some really amazing books. There's one I'm actually just started reading. It's called The Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. I haven't finished it yet, but I've heard amazing things. So have a look into some books on that because I know it's easier said than done. You could, you know, be really focused on your self-talk or your narratives that you're telling yourself today, but then forget the next day. So just be really consistently working on these steps. All right, so the next step is a certain journal practice I do for these negative thoughts and patterns and narratives that I tell myself. So what I want you to do, when you have that same old bloody reoccurring thought that you have that's quite negative, the narrative you tell yourself that you unfortunately over the years have come to believe, grab out your journal and a pen and I want you to write down that negative thought or belief. So for me, a lot of the time is I don't deserve this, I don't deserve that. Now that you've written down your negative thought or belief, the next question is, what proves that this is true? So what proof do you have that this thought or belief is actually true? 
and I want you to write that down and I know you're going to find that. You find it hard. You do. All right, the next question is what proves this is untrue? So what things in your life or about yourself and things that are in reality that you know makes this statement or belief to be false? And then the last question is, is this belief real? So from everything you've just processed out onto that piece of paper, can you conclude that that belief or narrative you're telling you about yourself, is it true? And this journal practice will bloody change your life, honestly. Anything that starts to come up, I want you to do that process. So write it down, like, is this reality? The next step again, as what we mentioned, is schedule in emotional rest. So emotional rest means taking a break from the emotional demands that we face every day. And some examples of this is spending time alone, just so you can also just regulate your emotions as well. Avoiding stressful situations. So if you have an event on or something that you feel like you should go to, but you know it's really going to trigger you or you know it's really going to emotionally drain you, don't go. Don't go. You're not saving lives unless you're a doctor. Just don't go. So just be really careful with your time. A big one is unloading your emotional baggage and feelings to a trusted person. This is a big one. And this also, depending on how much emotional clutter you have, this can also mean going to therapy. And honestly, therapy is life-changing. So please just really consider that. If you feel like you've been going through life and you're like, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I'll deal with it later, I'll deal with it later, like I'll read a book and nothing's working, just please please go and see professional help because it will change your life. They will teach you the tools and help you really open up your mind and see your world completely differently. And then, of course, saying no, just saying no to things. Because when you're always being a people pleaser and being that person, like the most emotionally drained people we know are the ones that show up for everyone. They're the ones that always have a smile on their face and they just do the thing. Those are the people that need the most emotional rest. And then, of course, those mindfulness practices that I mentioned, things like spending time in nature is a massive one for emotional regulation. Journaling, because you're getting all your emotions out. And then it's also going to help you to stop being reactive. Because I know for me, when I'm really emotionally heightened, I can be reactive and we don't want that. So when we rest emotionally, we're giving ourselves time to process our feelings and it helps us understand our negative thought patterns, but also it helps us avoid burnout. The one thing, though, about emotional rest and even mental rest is it can be challenging for many of us because we have so many feelings of guilt around this. And that, again, is a narrative that we need to challenge, that our worth is based on all the shit we do. Like in last week's episode, I talk about productivity. This is so important just to make sure you realize you are a human being, not a human doing. And just a bonus tip, one thing that really helps me change these like negative thought patterns and emotions is doing my meditation daily. So please download Insight Timer or go on YouTube. There's heaps of quick ones. Just do five or 10 minutes. Like just please, if you've never meditated, give it a go. I have the busiest brain and meditation honestly changes my day and also practicing daily affirmations. I literally will go on YouTube. I'll type in daily affirmations and play it while I get ready in the morning. You'll be surprised because it literally creates new neural pathways in your brain. And that's going to help you combat all those negative narratives we're trying to. If you've been following along this journey, you'll know how much organization has changed my life. I was and still am a hot mess. And honestly, without my planner by my side, nothing would get done. 
I spent years creating these planners. They have sections for monthly reflections, intention setting, resets, challenges, meal planning, cleaning schedules, budgeting, and my secret page to make sure you can balance it all. As a thank you for listening to my podcast, I want to give you your own exclusive discount code, Steffing Up, for 15% off any products over at Steph Pace Planners. So if you're ready to take back control of your life and get on top of your to-do list, head to stephpaceplanners.com.au and use the code Stepping Up for your discount today. Now let's get back to the episode. Get rid of. All right, moving on to your physical space, physical clutter. What a bloody shit show, hey? Now, I'm not going to go into the studies too much on this because I've done this in another episode, but we all know there is a study that links physical clutter to our stress hormones because, again, our brain's always going to be thinking, I need to be doing this, I need to be doing that. I've done that exercise with you guys before. It's like when you wake up in the morning and you know you have a really big task to do, but your house is a shit show. Are you going to be feeling motivated? Are you going to be feeling clear-headed to start the task? Absolutely not. But if you wake up in the morning, your house is clean, everything's tidy, you can literally take on anything. And that is literally science. There's so many different ways that clutter can accumulate in daily life, especially I've noticed since I've had kids. Oh my God. The amount of bloody LOL doll shoes and shit I find and you're walking and they stab you in the bloody foot drives me insane. Like, oh, those little bits and pieces. I remember though as a kid, I loved like Polly Pocket and shit, but they kill my life. Like they're everywhere. All right, enough with my whinging about bloody LOL dolls. Let's start with the steps on how to declutter your physical space. Step one, start with five minutes at a time. I always preach this. I do not want you to be thinking about the whole house because when you think about decluttering the whole house, you will never start. That is so overwhelming. You're setting yourself up for failure. So literally five minutes and you start with that drawer, that bench, that cupboard. And if you really struggle, set a timer for each room, grab two garbage bags, fill a bag for donations and fill a bag for garbage. And then you're done. Like not fully done, but it will really help you do a massive dent. And you'll be so shocked on how much you can get done in that amount of time. Now, the next step is kind of linked to this. And you guys know, you guys know what I'm going to say. Do my decluttering challenge. It's free. It's literally 30 days. Each day is a different section of the house. And it will literally take you five minutes to half an hour. You can spread it out over two months. But instead of you just feeling like you don't know where to start, you know, you can obviously do five minutes a day. You can do room by room. You know, so many different ways you can tackle this. But doing a declutter challenge or having a declutter checklist, you can actually follow and do it in bite-sized pieces will take the overwhelm out for you. So I'll make sure I'll link everything below for you guys. I've linked it in episodes before. But it really is a game changer. And this declutter challenge I made has been downloaded over over like hundreds of thousands of times. It's it's life-changing. I've also got in the workbook at the very end, got a really cool challenge for you guys that tackles a lot of these different types of clutter that you can do as well. Now, the next one is the one in, one out rule. So whenever you're bringing something into your house, you need to take something out. And this is really going to help to stop that accumulation from happening. So when I say take one out, obviously donate it, give it to somebody, whatever, but that is a really good rule to live by. Now, when it comes to decluttering, it can be hard. A lot of us are attached to a lot of items and we feel like, oh, I'm going to need that third camping tent, even though we haven't camped in 10 years, but you never know, we might want to go camping again. Or you have like three bloody curry powders, like Let's just go back to basics because remember, clutter equals mess equals stress. 
equals I need to clean everything up. Not fun. So here are the questions you should ask yourself when you're decluttering. I really like these questions when I'm going through my wardrobe. Our wardrobe's a big one. And just a little tip on the side, one thing I'm really focusing this year is having a capsule wardrobe. So having really good high quality pieces that you mix and match so you're not having a million pairs of different clothes. All right. So these questions to ask when you're decluttering is, if I saw this in a store, would I buy it? That question to me is a game changer. Second question is, have I used this or wore this in the last six months? Third question is, is there someone who would get more use out of this than me? So maybe Bob down the street really wants your extra tent because he's got grandkids and he loves camping. You know what I mean? Like if it's just sitting there. Now, the last question is, does this add value to my life or does it add to the clutter? And those questions are going to be gold for you to figure out if you're going to be keeping it or getting rid of it. All right, before I get into digital clutter, I'm going to do a quick recap. So we've done your mental space. So to declutter your mental space, we're going to do that brain dump activity. We're going to be allocating mental rest into your routine. And you're also going to be practicing mindfulness activities. Your emotional space, we're going to be having awareness of our self-talk. We're going to be doing that journal practice for our negative thoughts where we're challenging them. And the third thing is scheduling in emotional rest. And bonus, I would really love you to do meditation and daily affirmations. All right, recapping physical space. Number one, start with five minutes at a time or one room at a time. Number two, do the declutter challenge or do a declutter checklist. Number three is the one in, one out rule. And number four is those decluttering questions I just went through. Our digital space, mate, my laptop and phone is a shit show. Especially when you're a content creator, do you much shit I have on there? It's insane. The amount of photos and things you need to take, especially when I also run SBP and all the things, I have to take so many photos. So I'm going to be giving you different devices on how you can cull them. All right. So the first step, we're going to start with your phone. We're going to do a phone cull. So many of us, like I said, have so many photos and videos stored. A lot of them are double ups. A lot of them we don't like. A lot of them we won't see again. A lot of them are screenshots from random shit, random recipes that we're never going to make. So what I want you to do is spend 10 minutes a day and cull one month's worth of photos and videos stored in your phone. Now, I know a month's worth sounds like a lot, but even for me, it's actually not that much. And in 10 minutes, you'll easily be able to get through it all. I know there is apps out there. There's some really cool apps. I saw there was one on TikTok that came up and it actually puts all your duplicate photos together and you swipe to like delete it or swipe to keep it. It's kind of like Tinder style. So there's that. That's a really cool idea, but I haven't actually used that. So this like 10 minutes a day culling thing, you can do this while you're waiting for appointments or waiting for the kids and also create folders in your phone for your images and videos. What I did ever since the kids were little, I put them into folders with the months labeled. So I like to do quarterly. So I'll have like January to March 2017. January to March 2018, et cetera, et cetera. Because what I like to do is I actually upload and then I get them printed as a photo book. And that's how I do it. You can do ones of like the kids or you can do family photos. It just depends what you do. A little hack to so many people don't know this, but in your iPhone, you can literally type in, I don't know, let's say laptop and it will bring up all photos of your laptop on your phone or any photos of a laptop on your phone. 
And that's how I find things a lot quicker. So that's just a little hack. All right, next up is your social media. We're going to be doing a social media cull. So I want you to be unfollowing accounts on social media that don't bring you joy or make you feel good or don't add value to your life. Obviously, if they're entertaining or you just enjoy them as a person, absolutely keep them. That adds value to your life. But there's so many random, like even there's these random businesses I've followed years ago that are like baby stuff. I'm like, I don't need baby stuff anymore. So I don't really need to follow. So things like that. And also, if you have extra like social media accounts you don't even use anymore, get rid of them. So we've covered your phone slash social media. Next step is emails. Now, this is a massive one. Emails kill so many people. So what I want you to do is unsubscribe from unwanted emails. You can use the sweep function that deletes all from the same email address. You can also apply filters as well, which I'll talk about in a minute. Another thing to do in your email, which actually scared me, is archive anything older than three to six months. Because when you archive it, you can search for it anyway. And it actually like really helps clean out your inbox. Another thing I want you guys to do is create folders in your emails. And then with the folders, you can actually set up filters that automatically send certain emails into that designated folder. So for example, any emails that come to me to do with the kids or kids after school sports go into the folder labeled kids. And then for the new build, like our new house, anything that comes to me for that goes straight into the new build folder. And then I have one for SVP, I have one for marketing, just all these different things. So you could have one for life admin, you could have one for insurance, you could have one for bills, kids stuff, like anything, you would have certain folders and they can go straight in there. Now with emails in general, I know it's so hard to get your emails to zero. It's terrifying. But using this method has really helped change my life. Now the method is delete, delegate, defer or do. And this is going to help you to get to inbox zero. As soon as you see an email, one of these steps is what you're going to take. So you're either going to delete it, so get rid of it. You're either going to delegate it, so get someone else to deal with it. So forward it to them or whatever. Defer, so put it on your to-do list or in your planner. Or if the email has quite a big task in it, you're going to defer it if you can't do it right now. So put it in your email, allocate it to a certain day to deal with or do. So if it's only going to take a few minutes, just do it. And also to finish this up, delete old email accounts you don't want. Just make sure they're not, you don't need that email to log into any accounts or anything like that. All right, our last step for doing our digital declutter is our computer. Now with your computer, there's so many files, downloads, apps, so much storage taken up with shit we don't, won't even use. So I want you to go through it and honestly just take it day by day with this So you want to clean out unwanted files, unused apps. You also want to organize your files into folders if you haven't already. So things like personal, work, important documents, family photos, etc. And then for extra space, it is such a good idea, and I honestly always do this, is make sure you upload them to the cloud or a online hard drive. So like Google Drive or whatever, Dropbox. So if anything ever happens to your computer, they are on there. And it also is going to clear up space on your computer. All these cleanups, you want to divide them into days. Each day should, you know, belong to a different folder or section or device. And that's going to really help alleviate this clutter. And lastly, discard old electronics. No, you don't need your laptop from 10 years ago. You don't, I found, what did I find? I found this old, old phone and the kids do play with it. It's like when we get electronics, we always keep the boxes and shit. Like you don't need it. You don't need it. Get rid of it. So making sure with these old devices, you hop on and transfer anything in there that's special onto a hard drive. Having a hard drive is so great or into the cloud and then get rid of them. 
there's a lot of places you can actually turn in your electronics and they can do something with it. So that is the key. So now I have given you all the steps so you can cull your mental space. You can cull your emotional space, your physical and your digital, and you can start 2024 fresh. And going into the year feeling so much lighter and also being able to integrate these new practices into your routine is going to be a game changer, honestly. I feel like I say game changer all the time, but it is. It's a game changer. Anyways, guys, I hope this helped. Please do tag me on socials if you're doing your decluttering of any kind of all the spaces and let me know how you go. I think that this information is just so incredibly important and that no one talks about it. And it really is going to make you feel so much lighter. Anyways, I love you guys and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration, and then you don't take action. If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusty planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. Make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog. And make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week. 